Hey everybody, welcome to My Town Hustle. Today's episode is going to be an idea fest. Mm. What? Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome, uh, welcome to My Town Hustle. My name is Jared Perry. Uh, today's episode, we're gonna be just, we got some ideas. Brett's got some ideas, mm-hmm. um, and that Brett is Mr. Brett Alfin. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. He's the Yoda, by the way, the of Yoda. all things oh. that are of government. All things. Mm-hmm. About that. Yes, master. <sighs> we also have Sam Tooten of Sixmo City Services. What's going on? Um, so our last idea session, you had COVID or something. I was proximate to COVID. I didn't proximate have to COVID. COVID. He was okay. quarantined. So he was not with us yeah, was when not. I made the greatest idea ever. You did. Um, I listened to it like any other fan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On tinterhooks. <laughs> so, so you, you're, you're coming bigger. with some ideas today. Sure. Um, and going to let those just throw those up, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we inspire some yep. people, get some comments and some feedback on them. So, yeah. the floor is yours. The floor friend. is mine. Scary. Let's hear it. Scary. <laughs> These guys are both looking at me very mm-hmm. intensely. Yeah, drinking with coffee their, with their yeah. coffee because mm-hmm. I got my water. So, one of the ideas that I have, and 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 I'll uh, let me also say this before I start. Uh, I would color myself as an optimist. You know, I'm kind of a um, my wife will laugh when she hears this, but I, I think I'm kind of a dreamer. Um, I think about a lot of Dreaming. things that, yeah, I, I wasn't a beetle, <laughs> but I, I, am, I am a dreamer. Um, dreamer. I, I'm also very nostalgic. And so I've been fortunate enough, like these two gentlemen, to be around Marietta for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born here. I lived my young life uh, you know, through high school and stuff in Pennsylvania, but I came back here for college and I've been here ever since. So I was here from... And I'm I'm giving you these dates because I think this is going to contextualize the idea that I'm going to present to you. Uh, I was born in 1979, if you can remember that. And I lived here until about 1989. And then I came back here in 1997 for college, and then I've been here ever since. So my idea is around commerce and the way we conduct business in small and medium-sized towns. So... As I'm watching what's happening in our economy that's really changing, you know, we've witnessed the big box revolution. You know, we're witnessing the Amazonification. I just made that up. Mm-hmm. Amazonification of everything that we do and buy. TM. TM. And then we throw into that a pandemic, which further modifies our purchasing habits and our the way we acquire goods and services. And so... It's almost like a it's it's like a loop, and I wonder if we're not coming back around to what I'm going to offer you. And I think you guys touched on this earlier. So I'm old enough to remember when the city of Marietta and the residential neighborhoods of Marietta were filled with accessory commercial units. So think small shops, small stores, small grocers, 
small service uh, Shaddix TV. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so think about the interesting thing to me about this idea is I wonder if we're not coming back around to that. And I'm actually really here for that. I, I really love that. So yeah. as you go around Marietta. Good luck getting it past zoning wise. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm offering this in, in a completely aspirational perspective, knowing that it is fraught with, I understand it's fraught with challenges, but, um, and maybe I'll post a few links in the uh, show notes, but I, I can think of maybe 10 or 15 buildings in town that imagine a residential block on the corner of that block is what looks like um, a, a three storefront building that's got glass windows, it's mm. two stories, it has apartments on top that maybe most recently or still are things like a hair salon or you know something very mm. small like that. Mm-hmm. Those used to be shops of all kinds. And I can, again, I'm also old enough to, I can point to a place in town that this was a butcher in a garage and I can remember going there as a kid. And, mm. and to think, think about this. There was a time that Marietta was larger than it is now population wise yeah all of those needs most of those needs that of the citizenry and of folks in town were satisfied by things that were downtown and things that were in the neighborhoods mm. yeah There's not a walmart not correct yeah. yeah and so my 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 question is is or my wonder is given that it's becoming and there's no other way to say this you know it's becoming dangerous to go to your favorite big box thing are we coming back around to a time when maybe having those hyper local establishments is wise? Is that becoming a model that could work again? I would love to kind of go to that bohemian, you know, kind oh. of cool lifestyle. I would love mm. that. Yeah. I think this still exists in places in the world. It certainly still exists in Europe because of oh, yeah. all the walkability. Yeah. Yeah. Paris uh, is, is a great example. Right? But I'm, mm. so that's my idea. My idea is. Do you think we're kind of coming back around to that? Could that happen again? And so, I think you guys started touching on that the last yeah. time. Can I give you a hot take? Can I have a hot take? Yeah. I love hot takes. You I have one okay. next. Hot takes. I think that would be awesome if we could get our governor to say that local small business are actually essential businesses in a time of extreme need and not just a big box yes. commercial store. I think yeah. that was really detrimental to those type of businesses that yeah. you're talking about. Correct. Um, for absolutely no reason. Oh. That's my hot take. There's, I, w- I agree wholeheartedly why these people were unfairly penalized compared to, let's face it, their yeah. competitors. Restaurants and small businesses were oh, crushed. Crushed. Unfairly. Still being crushed. Still being crushed. And probably about to be crushed more as we head into winter. Mm-hmm. So, I would love that to get off that that uh, podium, dismount, yeah. and and go back to what you you're stuck the landing. Yeah. You stuck mm-hmm. the landing, man. Very good. <laughs> I think I talked about that in actually yeah. our idea fest. So yeah. I just found out yesterday that you live. I always thought you lived on Sixth Street, but you live on Washington. Yep. So there's a building on the corner of Washington and Fifth. We talked um, about that on the. Last one, I think, yeah. too. Yeah, that particular I, if, building. If that building ever comes up for sale, I will be... I am interested. You're going you to you're gonna have, you to, you're gonna have to fight me for it because yeah. I've had my eye on well, that. Well, we'll go you. in yeah. it together yeah. because, uh-huh. I, I, A, I, it's, such, it's got such a broad frontage yep. to it. Yeah. Brick, folks, at, at two stores it is. together, yeah. and then there's a central entrance to the apartments that are above. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a computer repair shop now yes. and a hair salon. Yes. 
if mm-hmm. that building ever goes up for sale, I think, you know, nice apartments upstairs would be an order. Downstairs, I was thinking like a, like a wine bar. That was a neighborhood diner. Yeah, that man. was a diner. That there are many pictures of it on Facebook as a diner. Perfect. That is cool. That'd be yeah. perfect. And yeah. think about that. Think about if I could, for me selfishly, yeah. if I could walk literally 150 yards or less mm-hmm. and get dinner and support somebody's business yeah. and have a nice hour with my wife and kids. Or and Saturday morning, sure. get up, go for a walk. Yeah. I mean, the, our town is littered with strollers and people walking. And, yeah. and, 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 and I'll put a couple links to Google Street View in the show notes of of examples our our town is our residential neighborhoods are filled with these buildings that jared Mm -hmm. is describing that were once something and the crazy thing is sometimes they're literally one block apart because those markets were hyper local and there was enough to support there was enough business to support all of those and i just think that's so amazing and i would love to somehow get back to that and so that's my question are we are Is there an opportunity for us to move back to that, given everything yeah. that's happening and where we are? I think Weber's yeah. is one that's um, yes. locally here that has yep. been able to adapt. Yep. A- and I don't know this to be fact, because I don't know the history of that business, but I believe the carryout, the drive-through or whatever it is, I think that probably mm-hmm. saved them. Sure. Yeah. That supplement, they diverse, they, sure. they, they got people literally coming and going now or or then, you know, when those type of businesses, oh, yeah. you know, were going out. That's the best meat in town. I mean, sorry, yeah. if I'm going to ha- cook something nice, yeah. facts, that's yes, where facts. I'm going. But <laughs> I was sitting with my wife uh, across the, the, the deli across the street from there and just was like... Oh, Third Street? Yeah. Third Street, well, great place to eat. But mm-hmm. I was sitting there, I said, because I am trying to persuade her to move into town. I'm like, if I lived in town, I'd be walking. Yeah, Maggie, move. Let's move. I'll have my wife call (laughs) your wife. There you go. The (laughs) wife connection. I need some some connections. But I was like, I I would walk there. I I mean, I would walk. I've lived in other places where I walked to a little market and got, oh, I needed some chips or a drink, you know, and just just walked and walked back home. It's it's unbelievable. I do have a hot take, though, because I think my hot take is, I think, where I'm at in terms of, of, these big big box stores. Mm-hmm. I try to not go to Walmart as much as I can. Sure, I do shop on Amazon, but I don't. Uh, I, hate, I just don't like Walmart. Our Walmart is ex- extreme, extremely crowded all the time. And we went for the first time, Maggie and I did, because we needed stuff, and it was just kind of, if it's more emergency, if anything, when we go. And I immediately, with the pandemic and mask and hot and people not wearing them, people wearing them, and just the, the how much crazy it is there, I wanted to leave immediately. Yes. And of course, I'm also with my wife who's like going around and we're shopping. I got things to get. So it's just, I did not want to be there at all. So my mindset has completely changed to where if I could avoid, even Lowe's, any, anything, if I could avoid mm-hmm. these crowds of, of people in this shopping environment, I would do it. Because at the same time, if you don't know where things are at, Although there's signs, you know, it's the convenience of the, for me in a big box store is not that convenient uh, if I got to spend an hour there. Um, if I can't find anybody to help me, I, well, if I go to Lowe's, it's for big purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, if I need tools, technical little things, I go to a uh, true value. I go to a local hardware store because they're always going to greet me. And they're always, uh, oh, I, always yeah. I always have a, like I need I this. I will always I, go to true value. Yeah, over. I need, I need yeah. this. Yeah. And they will point me right in the right direction. Yep, yep. I'm in and out, and it's 
So I, I agree. But that's and, my hot take. And it's they just, know what they're talking about. Well, I have nothing against Lowe's. Yeah. Um, 100%. From a, you know, I have nothing against them. Yeah. But if I am installing, if I take down a, a great example, I took down a, a ceiling fan mm-hmm. um, in my daughter's room and put in a uh, light fixture. Mm-hmm. The The box in the ceiling is different. It's much deeper, but it doesn't have the right thread, uh, the female adapter yeah. to get that. I went to True Value. I told the guy exactly what I was doing. He like kind of half listened to. He already knew like and just turned around and handed me exactly what I needed. This is mm-hmm. what you're gonna need. Yeah, like that. I I've been to Lowe's mm-hmm. when I lived in in Cleveland and tried to you know go there just because it was closer. Yeah, right. I think this is my hot take. I want to get back to it. Yeah. All of these businesses dying is is predicated on our reliance on the car. Um, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Scratch that itch, didn't I? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I tried yeah. to talk to somebody about things like that yeah. at a big box store. And it's like, uh, I don't know. You know, you see 50 million people walking around. Yeah. They all wear the, the badge, but they're not able to help me. They're like, I, I know this is where we keep our bolts. Yeah. I know that their weed eaters are over there. Yeah. yeah you, you know, if you're looking for an experiment, go in there knowing exactly what you need, but ask somebody what you need. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. go, go somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great example of what you're talking about is the city of, or the village, I guess it would be of Lowell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're from Washington County and you've not actually driven through Lowell before, mm-hmm. like, not like, Hey, I've been on state route 60 and went through the one stoplight. Drive like into Lowell, mm-hmm. two streets deep, and you're going to see the buildings that Brett is talking about. Yes. Yeah. And you're also going to find a little mom and pop Heises Plumbing store in there that still sells refrigerators, still sells dishwashers and mm-hmm. washing machines, etc. Um, and those places have been there for years. Yeah. And years, you know, and they all of these now Lowell's obviously been. Uh, not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think ICE is probably only besides the Dollar General, which took over the old grocery store there. Um, there's not much there, mm-hmm. not much left, but other than residential neighborhoods, because people can go to Marietta in yep. under 15 minutes yeah. and get what they need. Yeah, I, I feel a lot of this reliance on non-reliance on these small shops and major reliance on the big box retail yeah. is because of our reliance on the car. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's still, these small shops are so popular in Europe and especially in major, major cities like Paris is because yes, there are cars, but people rely heavily on foot yeah. or on bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can walk down from your apartment or house, um, go over and they do they have things a little differently like you got to have a special license in a specific neighborhood to sell cheese to yeah. sell you got to have a different one to sell bread you got to have a different one to sell uh chocolate and yeah. things like that yeah. um but i think the reliance on the car yeah. definitely plays a role yeah. in why these shops aren't what they used to be so one of my ideas um or thought which is not mine but it's the way i try to comprehend it or, or, or state it maybe could be new but it's it, it's looking at the right of way your streets 
uh, as actual public space, as actually like a park, right? So in a city that's dying of green space or doesn't have anything in terms of where the public can go, you know, cities own, you know, that's a city right away. Just like a city park, you have every right to go to it. So how do we transform streets so they become part of that place for you versus for your car? Yeah. Even if you're in there with your car, that's fine. But you're changing it so, you know, you're utilizing uh, just dead space. Uh, so I think for me, that's, that is that is the best way to, on a residential p- pocket, uh, cut down on your reliance uh, of uh, not only where placement of businesses are, but how you travel within there. And if you're in a place where it's going to be a little more difficult to travel by car, um, it's easier to walk by foot, then you're going to rely on that a heck of a lot more. That changes that mode. I don't know if you guys heard this, have been hearing this, but, you know, we have a bike path in Marietta that goes basically from our fairgrounds all the way through our downtown out mm-hmm. to our kind of new commercial area, which is like the big box area. Mm-hmm. Goes to Walmart. And the, the kind and of... the new Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. So the very end of that trail has recently had a slip and it's closed. And so you can't go all the way to the end to the commercial places. Yeah. I have heard a surprising number of people that were really dismayed by that because they were actually using that to go to those places to do their shopping and do their commerce, either by foot or by bike. Yeah. And I severely underestimated that. We, um, I was we surprised were, by that. We, uh, we, don't, we didn't mean to do it, but when we would, um, we would go, and my wife would always, she'd go to Aldi. She'd just oh, yes. pop into Aldi and grab a few things mm. and get right back on the bike because it ends right at Aldi. Yep. And pop right back on the bike path and mm-hmm. you get your walk in, you know, you wear, you wear the kids out yeah, because they're riding bikes or scooters or yep. whatever, you know, for six miles or whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I will say this about my idea and this would be the con. So I'll, 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 I'll devil's advocate my own idea. The I'm sure within the fight <laughs> within things. Thank you. I'm struggling. The, I, I'm, I'm sure that, and I, I mean, I know that for example, Walmart is, if not the top, one of the top employers in our county, Walmart is. Mm-hmm. And if you were to suddenly, I mean, if, if you imagined a world where there was no Walmart, but we had all these other retail destinations that were much smaller, that cumulatively right made up what a Walmart does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the reason that worked back in the proverbial day was there was a lot of other industry. There was a lot of other agricultural, you know, there was a lot of other stuff where people worked. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we don't have that. And those people, those same folks are probably doing things like working at Walmart now. So I understand doing my idea would have an employment impact because I think what you're going to see most likely is in those scenarios that we're describing is if you're operating one of those mm-hmm. small businesses that we're kind of envisioning, you're probably the owner too. And maybe you're employing a few folks, but I'm not sure that cumulatively that adds up to the same job impact as a Walmart or a Lowe's or anything like that. So, I mean, I think that could be the con. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the positive would be, the people that are doing that, I mean, they're in control of their own destiny. They're their own, you know, they're, they are the master of their own outcome, yeah. which not enough people are, present company included. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would say Walmart will benefit and has, which is why they're, you know, they can offer things at a lower price. They, they benefit through economies of scale. Yeah. So just because 
the the Walmart in Marietta, Ohio employs X amount of people. If their weekly shoppers were to cut by 50%, I would venture to guess. Would that hurt revenue? Sure. Would it hurt employment? I doubt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because the building is still the same size as the building. The lights still have to be on. It still has to be operated. It still has to be maintained. It still has to be people checking people out, carts being pulled in, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, perhaps temporary, you know, part-time employment would be affected. But I doubt very seriously full-time yeah. employment would be infe- affected. And those part-time employees, if it wouldn't be just like a snap your fingers and everything transition. But I bet there would be more opportunities yeah. for those part-time <laughs> folks. Um, I can't en- I can't envision seeing if there were 20 new little pop-up shops, mm-hmm. uh, convenience store type, grocery store type places in these pocket neighborhoods like we're talking about. If the mm-hmm. 20 of them were created, it wouldn't. It would be like dumping your water bottle out in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make yeah. a, a hill of yeah. beans worth of difference. Yeah. Okay. That's so. my first idea. That's my that's kind of my over overarching dream as I ride my bike around town and walk and as I participate in Main Street on the board, mm-hmm. yeah. I see what is working so well in downtown and I just wonder <clears throat> imagine if there was Main Street for the whole town, you know, that yeah. also represented those small places that would be in our neighborhoods sure. and those things. I mean, that could be, I just think that has the potential to be really cool. So let me ask you yeah. this. What if, what if we created a, an online petition or not petition, but an online, what are they called? Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe petition is the right word, yeah. but where we just said, you know, we got the new year's coming up in a month and a half Yep. and we tried here to circulate an an online petition where people just say look in the year 2021 Mm -hmm. there are going to be people that cannot do this for financial reasons sure or can't do it fully they can do it partially Mm -hmm. but what if we said you know in year 2021 i'm i'm going to make a a promise or with myself Mm -hmm. that i'm not going to go i'm not going to support I'm not going to buy everything off of Amazon. I'm not going to buy everything from Walmart. I'm going to maybe just take my Amazon bill. You can go on your Amazon account and figure out how much you spent. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want to cut that in half. And those dollars, I still get, you know, technically if I needed it, right, I need to spend those dollars. Um, If it's not wasteful spending, then I got to, I got to buy these things. I'm going to make a concerted effort to buy them locally. From a a small shop, yeah. Whether it be in or or eating out, I'm going to look at my Starbucks. I'm going to look at my credit card statement for the year. Capital One, I know, it makes this really easy. Um, <laughs> Shout out Capital One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not a sponsor, so I'm not getting anything for this. Hey, but, Capital One. Um, What's in your wallet? You know they they make it really easy. I can just go by vendor and figure out how much you spent. I did this one year, and in between Starbucks, were you shocked? And, <laughs> Tim Hortons and Starbucks combined and Dunkin' Donuts, I was shocked. Getting it. Because Jared drinks the most coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> title belt. Title belt. <laughs> it's so, a fight here in the office, folks. 
So, I mean, something like that, just say, look, I'm instead I'm going to go to Jeremiah's mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else local. You Stoked. Know? Stoked. So. Yeah, absolutely. The, I don't know. I think it would pick up traction and, and maybe, you know, even if people half-heartedly, if they sign it with good intent, like you do every New Year's resolution, but it's something that, that comes back around mm-hmm. and that we could just be the, you know, the, essentially the steward of that we kind of like ping people once a quarter, say, hey, how's that going? You know, instead of eating at Wendy's, yeah. you know, call a local restaurant like the townhouse or the brewery or, mm-hmm. or whatever, or whatever the place is in your, yeah. your neck of the woods and get takeout. You know, yeah. or, you know, if you can't, you know, if you need drive through or whatever, yeah. get takeout. You know, do DoorDash. A lot of these local places are now yep. on, you know, these mm-hmm. other services that you can get, you know, delivered right to your door. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's got any steam we can pick up on that. Maybe it's mm-hmm. an unfruitful effort, but I, I don't know. Worth I, I think there's, you get you get to the, um, the heart of the matter is, I think we've, we need to think about whether, <coughs> to Sam's point, Going to Walmart to save a dollar is worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, everything we do in the American economy, at least in my lifetime, is is predicated on value, yeah, or price, price, not value, price. And it's been this race to the bottom. And once, once you, to Jared's point, like once you're enlightened that, okay, I did save a dollar, but that dollar isn't doing anything in the community or isn't really helping anybody. Yeah. And it doesn't is in relatively inconsequential to me. And I understand that I'm saying that from a position of great privilege. I know some people that a dollar is what what you got. Mm-hmm. Um but if that dollar doesn't matter to you, it would really matter to somebody else. And I don't know how you get past that mindset. I mean, I think we've been fighting that fight not just with our main street, but other downtown organizations mm-hmm. and, and shop local efforts for mm-hmm. years. And I, I think, I mean, just selfishly for me, I feel like we're further along in that than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, that's evidence to me by what I see on our, our, we have first Fridays here in our town. So every first, the first Friday of every month, the shops in our downtown stay open late and people come downtown and shop and eat and do all the stuff. There's mm-hmm. usually a theme. Um, that has really risen to a level that is, it's like almost like a regional thing now. I mean, people mm-hmm. come for that. Yeah. So I think we're to Jared's point. I think we're closer to that than maybe we've ever been. But we have to get past that perspective of, to Sam's point, is it worth going to Walmart to save a dollar to get COVID? Yeah. And and where we are right now. Well, <laughs> and <laughs> half of these places, uh, when I go there, I'm asked, "Do you want to donate to this? Do you want yes. to round this up to X Y Z?" I feel like I could do that exact same thing if I just shop locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, it might not be going to solve childhood cancer or you know whatever the ca- the, yeah. the thing may be at the yeah. time but i'm rounding up by just shopping local mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point uh, i don't know i uh, i don't yeah. know i think there's legs there but i like uh, all my ideas uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i, I think proud daddy i think i do think that point gets back to your original perspective of where we're at and how we shop and even for me it's not it is not worth it i'm relying on my car because i don't live in town yep it's not. It's really not that worth worth for it for me to. I, I mean, I've had it driven back into town <laughs> for Lowe's. You know, oh, I forgot. <laughs> something, you know, I mm-hmm. forgot something. It's not. So it's really not that worth it. And so, it's almost like Amazon. You had a term for the Amazonian or whatever you. Uh, what Amazonification. Amazonification. Mm-hmm. That's the next T-shirt, Jared. Like that. 
the relevance of uh, of the or the importance of how quickly I can order something on Amazon does take my need to, on the car away. But yes. unfortunately, I still live away, so yes. I, I my my that's my alternative. Yeah, uh, because I can't walk there. Yeah, I don't think we ever all the way get away from these things for a long time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be a big box. There's there's probably always Amazon. I mean, mm-hmm. if you need something that's bizarre. If you needed five HDMI connector mm-hmm. for your a USB connector for your computer, yeah. Amazon's going to be the only place you're going to be able to get that locally. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. So yeah. if you need some bizarre thing, I mean, surely that's going to be there for that. But for your mundane, daily, relatively regular purchases, sure. I mean, I think you could support most of that locally. Absolutely. There's a way to do that. Yeah. All right, uh, you got any other brain so, busters? Well, it's this isn't really a brain buster. This is more of a, uh, this is a lecture from Brett, your dad, Brett, to uh, <laughs> our friends and citizens out there. So I, as I do, the, I, I've been working in the public sphere for 20 years and working on behalf of a lot of communities. And the thing that I'm constantly struck by, no matter what, what we do, there still seems to be a mindset that somebody has to come help us. Mm-hmm. And I get so aggravated by that. Um, w- collectively, we have the ability to support ourselves, to provide ourselves, and we don't need to, re- as a community or as people, we don't need to rely on somebody else to come save us. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I, I just see that so much, and I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it otherwise, but I, I just I just want folks to get out of this this mindset of, of reliance on others. I understood that there is a place, you know, the state and federal government has roles to support us, but to me that's still part of the us. Yeah, uh, I, I think we don't have to rely on somebody from another community to come to our community to give us something good or make something good or mm. bring us something good. I mean, I think we yeah. have the ability to do those things. And so I just see so much waiting and twiddling of thumbs that they, right, yeah. ethereal they is going to come here and help us, save us, do for us, whatever, which precludes us from action. And I just mm. I, I want folks to get away from that and know that. You know, we can support ourselves. There's a lot of things we could do to support our own causes and further our own efforts. Mm-hmm. And yes, sometimes we need help from the state and federal government. But as I said a moment ago, to me, that's part of the us. Yeah. I mean, as Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't think as Appalachians, we have to sit here and wait for somebody from Columbus or Chicago to come spend a billion dollars on our neighborhoods, buy buildings, buy and start businesses mm-hmm. for us to thrive. I, I just I, I just get very tired of that. And, and I just want folks to know that the power is is with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that stems from the "you do you, I'll do me" mentality that mm-hmm. I think a lot of us yeah. uh, in this area have and have had. It's a per, it's pervasive. Um, and there's um there's nothing wrong with with that mentality. But no, when you when everybody has that mentality, now we got a problem. Now you got a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because the people that say you do you, I'll do me, there's they still come to town, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? They're still going to go buy things from the hardware store. They're still going to sure. buy groceries. Um, not a very, 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 very small percentage of a small percentage of a small percentage of people live off the land. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, we're looking at you, Athens County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- there's. That that mentality won't get you very far as a as a community. Yep. Um, a matter of fact, I don't even think you can use the word community in that 
with that mentality. Absolutely, yeah. There so. is none. There is none if you have that. Well, mentality. and I think, and I think what I'm talking about here is happening at the highest scale. I mean, think about the way Brooklyn rejected the Amazon project for a, mi- a multitude of reasons, mm-hmm. because of what it was going to do to their community. Yes, it was going to have undeniable positive economic and employment impacts, but all the other impacts it would have on the folks that live there. Um, the other financial realities of what it means to be in that neighborhood were all was basically going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't, they bravely, I mean, how many community, I mean, th- this is well-documented Google, the uh, Amazon H2 mm-hmm. project. I mean, there were literally commu- every community in the world begging for this. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn said, or the New York city said, we don't want it A- after winning it. They said, we don't want it because of what it will do to us. Yeah. Kudos to them. I mean, because how hard is that done yeah. to Seattle? For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that's also like, well documented. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that's mm-hmm. like, I know that's like a super huge example, but to me, that's an example of it doesn't take an Amazon H2 to come to your town for good things to happen. Yeah. That That's not the only thing. That's not the only good thing that can happen to your community. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't want people to settle into that way of thinking that the only way something good can happen here is if Google builds a data center here or if Ford builds a, you know, Ford Focus plan here. Which yeah. are, those are wonderful things, but there are also other wonderful things that can happen in local communities. Yeah. And and good things can happen, and cities can be rewarded for doing good things. So the effort that you put in for your community to be better doesn't mean you'll never be rewarded sure. from a state or federal level for doing good things. Yep. So you don't have to be bad just to get to good. Yes. And And my one word that solves a lot of that is planning. You know, if you... We're planning your community with foresight for the future. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be looking for the next day. You know who's going to save us tomorrow, uh, and I think that's just it's a yep. uh, it's it's unfortunate if if you, your, your community doesn't have that. Yeah, turn it around. Who who are we going to serve tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I, I think that would that aligns with your planning, mm-hmm. um, and. I, I would envision that as something that, that comes alongside of remote work. Um, you know, people that don't, that their job, livelihood, et cetera, is not geographically dependent sure. on mm-hmm. where they are. Um, I think that's the future of small rural towns yeah. like Marietta. If you can say, we're, we're the greatest place out there mm-hmm. to raise a family, a period. You can do that. And you have things like uh, this space. You, know, you have plenty mm-hmm. of office space. You have um, a downtown that's yeah. cultural amenities integrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. I think that's. I think that's really those who will succeed in the ne- in this next decade. That's where they will. Sure. You will see. Uh, I think a, a drastic change. I don't think you know. We could go from 50th percentile to 60th mm-hmm. percentile or higher yeah. in a 10-year period. And I think it's very possible we'd go, we'd go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I don't think in 2030, this would be a good test. I don't think we're sitting at 50th percentile in 2030 at mm-hmm. Marietta's standpoint. Mm-hmm. There will be a change. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is for the good mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. for the worse, but I think people's options have only increased as technology has increased, mm-hmm. I think the boomerang effect is something that is very short term based on a millennial kind of mindset. If you look at generational habits, 
um, for the people that are younger than millennials, mm-hmm. uh, namely in between your your twenties and your thirties. They're not of that that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, nor are their parents. Millennial parents are staying put, and millennials are boomeranging. The parents of the generation below the me's of the world are Gen Xers, and they are picking up and moving to wherever their kids are. Yeah, that's a that to me is kind of going to be the indictment on small rural communities yeah. like ours as that next generation comes through. So, yeah. anyway, for what that's worth, I know we got to get we got to get running, but um, I'm going to shut it down unless you guys got anything else to say. Thanks for indulging my ideas, fellas. I love it. Listeners, yeah. check back with us in 50 years when we're uh, mm. dead <laughs> or in senior <laughs> citizens' homes yeah. and let us know how we did. <laughs> hey, well, I can tell you right now, yeah. we'll at least be taken care of here locally for, for in a senior citizens' We will, citizens man. We That's are, true. We are in good <laughs> shape as far as that goes. Those levees will never fail. Ooh, all right. Um, well, if you guys have not uh, given us a five-star review, please do that. Uh, we really would appreciate that. If you've got any questions for us, hit us up. Support at My Town Hustle. We also got T-shirts available on the website for sale. I mean, it's getting close to Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so we need to put. You some, to we need to tell put all your friends if you want to be yeah. that cool person. Yeah. You're like, man, what? What's that? Sh- what's my town hustle? And be like, oh, you don't know. I'm like so cool. I <laughs> listen to this podcast. Yeah. This is the shirt for you. Yeah. So check that out. All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening. We stop dancing and begin rolling.